Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode of the Cult Popshire podcast was brought to you by our Patreon. If you want to tell us which films we should watch, get up to two extra exclusive podcasts a month, give us something to talk about in the post credit scene at the end of each episode, or join us for our monthly movie club Zoom call where we discuss a film together, then please consider joining the cult and donating at www.patreon.com slash cultpopshire. Hey everyone, it's election day and we're here to talk. <laughs> um, you, you can start. <laughs> hello everybody and welcome to the Cold Popshire podcast. Before we get into the episode today, Richard, um, how are you by the way? Uh, I'm busy. I've been, um, well I can't say what I've been working on, um, <laughs> but it's a it's a big event that's happening this week um, and... <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> okay well (laughs) before we record i was like let's not mention redacted because we're recording this before a certain element of redacted will have happened and maybe people would just like this light fluffy piece of content to listen to in amongst the turmoil that redacted could be causing yeah so i guess that's it immediately there was actually a false might as well leave it in now there's a false start to this episode where (laughs) richard jokingly mentioned redacted and i was going to cut it out but now it's in there all right so welcome along to the cop podcast everybody richard is definitely here he's made his presence known (laughs) (laughs) um and before we get into what we're going to talk about today i do want to give a little plug richard for a project that I've been working on and you've been working on for over almost over a year. It's um, de- well over a year. Well over a year, depending on where you think it officially started. <laughs> um, and that is that is called The Director Project, which is something on our YouTube channel that you should definitely check out. Uh, essentially, myself and um, about 20 other uh, YouTube video essayists, we've all ga- gathered together to celebrate different directors and the way we're doing that is we each make a different video on um something from that director like a different each we each did a different film or a different element of a film um made a video out and put it on a playlist the first uh, month because we're going to be doing it monthly and the first month is on steven spielberg and we made a video about saving private ryan so if you are or if you aren't subscribed to our youtube channel called popshire youtube.com slash cold pop show or that's a that's me estimating that's what the let's try youtube.com slash cold pop you can go there and watch our video on saving private ryan as well as um it works cool um as well as 15 other videos about different spielberg films um and i am i we we put it together we kind of led the charge but um there is some 
there are like much better creators than us <laughs> <laughs> involved as well as um some some you may have heard of some you may not have heard of um and there's some really great videos on there whether you think ours is great or not um so go check them out because uh this is going to be ongoing and going to be something that we're going to be doing for at least several months here at cold popsha is contributing to mm. the director project no matter how successful it is <laughs> it'll be successful i'm determined it has to be <laughs> um so go check that out uh and but but other than that other than that let's just get to the topic of the episode which you may have looked and gone uh boys boys it's past halloween what are you doing and to that i say i know of at least two simpsons episode halloween episodes that aired past Halloween. quite a few of them do yeah okay there you go so that this is a reference <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. what it is it's a reference to that what we're going to do is every year since 1990 the simpsons have done a a tree house of horror episode which is their hello the annual halloween special where they tell three separate spooky non-canonical stories an episode um, and because The Simpsons has been going for 32 seasons and has aired 31 Halloween specials consisting of 93 Treehouse of Horror shorts, we thought it'd be fun to watch them rank all. them, watch them all and rank them. We watched them. Um, I, I started watching them at the start of October just as a little treat for myself, hmm. just because I wanted to. And, and knowing then, that there'd be 31, you could watch one a day. Yeah, not knowing that, um, as with all media I consume, I will find a way to turn it into content, or else it feels like a waste. That's how my brain works. Yeah. Um, and so I said to you, hey, should we do this? Because you're a big fan of The Simpsons, so I knew you'd seen them already. But then you actually watched them in somewhat reverse order. So I watched them part one to part 31, yeah. whereas you watched... I, I, well, because 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 I the, when I came out of this, you know, like about a week ago, and I was like, okay, I don't have time to rewatch like all the ones I've seen a hundred times. So I started at like uh, around early teens, season um, eleven or twelve or something, um, and I watched from there. Uh, and then I re- and then I realized I had enough time, so I then started from the start again. Um, so yeah, I did like I think see uh, number. Uh, 10 to 30 and then 1 to 9 and then 31 which is great because it means you'll be more familiar with the ones i watched further ago and perhaps the opposite is true <laughs> in your case um so with the simpsons i mean let's give a brief rundown on modern simpsons discourse um if you're not up up to date with it generally it's considered that um seasons two through nine or eight are considered uh, eight we- yeah the the official i guess end of the golden era of the simpsons would be um uh god what's it called the second episode of season nine the um, principal and the pauper. the principal and the pauper yes with armin tanzarian um and we're where it kind of like it it throws continuity to the wind and just like for the for the sake of a dumb joke uh and that's kind of when people say this show started going downhill obviously there's some amazing episodes after that but um but yeah that's when it wasn't it stopped being as consistent because in, in my mind that season two or three to eight is like some of the greatest fiction ever written 
I agree. And I think that, especially in terms of the the um, oft uh, disregarded but important genre of the sitcom, um, seasons two or three to eight are um are very important and so what what i think is interesting about this that that that, that was just all to say that like these we're obviously going up to season 32 of the simpsons no no show should have 32 seasons in my opinion but but there you go what Um, about the cop popsha show (laughs) yeah um which is to give you an indication of where of how you know where our rankings are probably going to lie and what's interesting about treehouse of horror is that it since there are um three mini episodes per episode it's almost like this um terrifying black mirror of a world where there are 93 seasons of the simpsons wow and this is this is what it looks like when a even more niche version of the show goes for even longer because some of these later episodes richard are just awful (laughs) Um, not all of them but some of them are and so instead of ranking 31 to 1 we thought we'd do a top 10 um, and we're doing yeah. segments. Not, we could maybe not do episodes. a top twenty. We'll see how we go. Okay. Um, but so what? Um, what I sort of just discovered is that it was um, season fifteen, Trials of Horror fourteen. There wasn't a Trials of Horror on the first season because that first season started in December, um, and so the the season is always one more than the Trials of Horror. But with season, with season fifteen, they started. Um, each Trials of Horror is credited as only being written by one person. And if you look at that, I, I still quite like that one, but that is kind of the turning point of when it starts to just not be as good. Um, yeah. And so what we're going to do is starting at season 15, uh, we're going to go through, we've got a list of all 93 segments in front of us. Starting at season 15, we're going to go through and essentially anything that just like does not stand a chance of uh, making that top 10, top 20 um we're just going to get rid of so we're going to be left with the first 14 seasons and then like the select few ones from the later seasons um, and this is like definitely got no chance not it's probably not going to make the t- you know what i mean yeah. like some of these you'll we'll leave in and you'll be like what why but it's like yeah we know it, it's like yeah we can have a later discussion about that <laughs> and there's other ones that we can put it up against um so this is starting with uh reaper madness and to clarify, just to, I, I, I misspoke before, we'll be ranking the top 10 or 20 out of 93, not out of 32, yeah. because we're ranking each of the three segments as as their own thing, not including um, the premise, the, 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 the introduction. Yeah, yeah, which become longer as they as, towards the later seasons. Well, they disappear um, for a bit, kind of, and then yeah, they come yeah, back yeah. and they're really long. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah all right you you lead the charge because you're more of a simpsons guy than I okay am, so. so um yeah i think what we'll do is we'll say the segment name what it is and then we a quick you know one or two sentence review and then we can strike it off the list and then we'll go back and have some fun okay so reef okay. madness uh transfer 14 we're talking about here this is where homer becomes death um i i'm happy keeping this one i actually quite like it I do too. I think this is this is um so there's a there's a period of my life when I was I think I just turned 10 or it was when I was 10 when I was officially allowed to watch the Simpsons. I don't think I was allowed to watch it before this episode or before I was 10 and I think this might have been the first new treehouse of horror 
episode yeah, I saw. It, it's one that I distinctly remember being brand new, um, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. And also my friend had a poster of like, um, it was like the many faces of Homer and it was all the Homers, all these different Homers from different episodes, um, one one per season. And the one for season 15 was Homer is death. Um, nice. So... Okay. I, that's one of the reasons I like it, but okay. I also think it's it's actually a pretty good episode. So Homer becomes death and sort of takes on the responsibilities of the Grim Reaper. Does he kill the Grim Reaper and take his job or something yeah. like that? Yeah, and it ends with him finding out he has to kill Marge, but instead he kills either Patty or Selma and attaches Marge's hair hmm. to the body, which is a great way to deal with the problem. Yeah. as well and a lot of these later treehouse of horrors and maybe even some of the earlier ones the ending is like the weakest part it's yeah. clear they just wanted to do something funny and then get out of there yeah um <laughs> so i like i think if, beyond nostalgia a good reason why reaper madness deserves to stay is because it has a good ending which yeah. you don't always get okay um frankenstein so this is um professor frank brinks's dad voiced by jerry lewis the original um inspiration for frank's voice um brings him back to life um and then uh he creates like a frankenstein's monster and he goes around stealing people's organs uh i think this one despite jerry lewis being cast as frank's dad which is like long overdue at this point and is a stroke of genius um i think this one's pretty weak Yes, I do. I think it's actually very weak. And until you said Jerry Lewis plays his dad, I was like, that's why there's a fucking Frink episode. Yeah. <laughs> a Frink. Without knowing that, this is an extraordinarily random episode where yeah. for some reason we're looking at Frink's dad and he dies and comes back to life. Yeah, because it's, it's not It's so not even odd. like they had to be like, oh, who's the only character in Springfield who could do this? Because it's done all the time in Treehouse yeah. Horror. Um, so I'm striking this off the list. I um, agree. And then we've got stop the world i want to goof off this is about bart and millhouse get a watch that can stop time they use it to goof around um and then end up getting found out by the residents of springfield um i i don't know that this will make like the top but i quite like it i i do too yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I i i like having a, a stopwatch that can stop time is something i fantasize about all the time <laughs> all the time i i would use it to sleep in yeah um and what more more you didn't mention this but they actually break the watch and are frozen for yeah. years and grow old together trying to fix the watch and i, I don't it's not a um well, maybe I'll bring this up now. It's not a direct parody of something, which I think are the strongest uh, Treehouse of It Horror actually episodes. is. It's an episode of The Twilight Zone. Ah, okay. Well, it's not a parody, I know. So <laughs> I, we sort of talked about this earlier in the week, and I think you can categorize, I think there are five categories of Treehouse of Horror segments, but some fit into multiple categories. Mm. So, you know, don't don't come at me with the, well, this one counts as this. And I'll go over them now, and I don't necessarily know if one's better than the other, but category one, I would say, is it's it's a mostly original spooky story starring The Simpsons where something happens that wouldn't happen in a canon episode of the show. Um, then, you're, then the second um, is like, a uh, a parody, a direct parody of something. It's very obviously a parody of something. Um, and then the third, the third category, I would say, is like it's not really anything to do with being spooky. It's just something supernatural happening in the main story of the show. Um, category four, I would say, is like a period piece or a a episode where the Simpsons play 
characters you know and if, from a from an old story and everyone has an allegory yeah you know so there's, there's it'll be set in the 1930s and there'll be like a 1930s version of mo yeah and da, 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 da. um and the fifth category is something that really plays with what you expect functionally a simpsons episode to do um so uh, it's, it's like stop motion 3D stop, animated pl- yeah. plays either plays with the animation itself or plays with the um, story structure of the Simpsons in a real cool way harder to define um, yeah. but are often um, some of them are really cool and some of them are really bad um, mm. and it feels like they go overboard with them in, in later seasons, but let's get to that. So, yeah, with that out of the way, let's continue. Okay, on. so we'll leave "Stop the World." I want to goof off on there for now. Uh, next, Trails of Horror, number fifteen, season sixteen. Uh, the Ned Zone. Ned gains the ability to see how people will die when he uh, touches them, and uh, that's Ned Flanders. In case you, in case you're listening to this and you're not familiar with The Simpsons, um, <laughs> and then he sees Homer dying in an explosion, which will destroy the town um uh this one again this is one i like fondly remember being new and i and this is probably around when i stopped like watching every new episode um mm-hmm. because i did like the next couple are like ones that i'm like oh yeah i remember ads for that but i don't necessarily remember seeing it live um what do you think of the nids on uh that's whatever yeah. they're a bit of ned centric halloween episodes um i'm happy to get rid of it okay um uh, four beheadings and a funeral. This is a Sherlock Holmes parody where Bart and Lisa are in Victorian times and they're and they're hunting down the the mutton chop killer, um, who's a murderer with mutton chops. Eventually revealed to be police police chief Wiggum. Uh, I didn't like this one either. Yeah. I thought this was pretty uninspired, pretty pretty um, lazy. Yeah, like um, it, it's almost one of the ones that it doesn't need to be a Trails of Horror. Like you could have just, yeah, yeah, like you've done things like this. Um, in the belly of the boss, this is a parody of the Fantastic Voyage, uh, where the Simpsons go inside Mister Burns to retrieve Maggie. Now, I don't, I don't really like this episode, but I do think it highlights something really interesting about Treehouse of Horror episodes: is that the Simpsons when it gets to this point in its lifespan it almost feels like someone has tipped out their toy box and all of their toys are different simpsons characters and of course you play with the core five members of the simpsons but then you just pull a random toy at random and they're they're like the star of the episode because like why is it mr burns that they go inside of it seems so incidental they build a story around it but it still feels like Hmm. um such a random choice and overall we'll get to this but like Mo has got to be the character with the most Halloween starring roles out of any non-Simpsons character. I think the 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 biggest um like appearances in um Trousers of Horror compared to the um appearances in canon episodes is Professor Frank though. Right, well that makes sense though, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, cuz cuz because it's like, oh, we need do this weird piece of technology. Um yeah. but yeah, Mo does have a lot centered around him. Um okay, so we'll so- construct this yeah I'm, I'm, unless you want to keep it I, no I i'm fine get rid of it um it's so it's interesting as well so this is you'll see now like that first trails of horror we um that we talked about we were quite kind on and it immediately starts to go down but that one with reaper madness frankenstein and stop the world i want to give off um was the first one written by one person but that one person was john Swartzwelder, who's like been there since the beginning or he left really in, interesting. He, he left like that season um and yeah, so it's like, okay, yeah, no, you've got one of the greats writing it, so 
Um, okay, BI, artificial intelligence. Um, this is so that now we're now moved on to number sixteen. Nothing from fifteen made it um, made it to the next round. Yeah. Um, Bart is replaced by a robot boy after he appears to die. He gets he goes into a coma. Um, this one's pretty. <laughs> apart from anything else, it's unmemorable. I like. It's a two thousand five parody of a film that came out in what like two thousand two thousand two thousand one. Harold, wow. Um, yeah, nothing. Yeah, nothing to say about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm quite happy to get rid of that one. Survival of the fattest. This is a parody of the most dangerous game. Uh, Mr. Burns uh, hunts all the fat people in Springfield, and yeah, that's yeah. Well, he hunts all the men in Springfield. They're just all fat. They just all happen to be fat, yeah. Um, I've grown a costume on your face. <laughs> you just deleted that without explaining. <laughs> but I agree. Well, because you just went, nah, and so I'm like, okay, cool, that, that says it. Um, I like I've grown a costume on your face. I think it's a fun experiment. So all the it's, all the residents yeah. of Springfield get turned into the costumes they're wearing by a witch who wins best costume and then gets mad at them. Yeah, well, she gets like, the prize revoked because she's not in costume. <laughs> Yeah, um, so she turns them all into the costumes they're, they're wearing. Uh, it doesn't really go anywhere. The ending, yeah, is the ending Maggie's is just they realize, oh, Maggie's a witch, so she's a, she, she could just reverse it. Uh, and so she turns them all into pacifiers, and then um, reversing them. Dennis Rodman shows up and gives yeah, like and a they, PSA, which I think yeah. ruins it. I, I really like you said. I really like the idea of this one, and it's like I wish this had been done in season six. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah um, so let's get rid of it. Um, yep. married to the blob. So Homer turns into the blob, like the, the, you know, what's called the like yep. famous B movie monster. He eats. Th- when you said, what's it called? I was like, it's called the blob, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And look, I think that this, this one has like an egregious Dr. Phil cameo in yeah. it. It's 2006. The, 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 like and- a very emblematic of like that late teens exactly. symptom, yep. Simpsons. Where people just show like up it. because it's like it's part of your press tour. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't like it. It ends with um, Homer solving solving the homelessness problem. Oh yeah, um, by just eating all the homeless people. Which it doesn't feel like. It feels like the jokes on the homeless people. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. It, it, that's such a bad taste joke. I couldn't believe that was. <laughs> um, you got to know when to golem. Um, so Bart steals like a, a golem, um, which uh, it's like an ancient Hebrew. Like belief of a golem. Yeah, I don't know if it actually is. Krusty tells him it's age. Yeah, it's a parody of um the Golem, a nineteen fifty fifteen film, um yeah, which has two sequels. Oh, put it on the list. Um, and it's voiced by uh, Richard Lewis, um, who and so yeah, he does his bidding and then but you know takes control of him and then realizes that he just needs a woman and so he makes a female golem uh played by fran drescher and they get married and it's fine it's it's very like um it's just it's one of those things that only exists really to make like jewish culture jokes yeah and i think uh i'm like I know it's actually it's technically a parody of something, but it's one of those ones that because I'm no one's familiar with the parody, yeah. it feels like it's this original story, which I like. But then the original story is this. It's like weird, why would you come up with this? <laughs> it's so weird and boring. I don't like that one at all. Okay, uh, striking it, and then we have the day the Earth looks stupid, which is um, about Orson Welles's famous uh, War of the Worlds broadcast which uh, famously fooled 
the world into thinking that aliens were invading and it's kind of just like that story told but with simpsons it's a period piece with simpsons allegories yeah, featuring Ma- think- maurice lamarche's um orson welles impression that if you ever yeah, hear yeah. someone playing like a vocal only orson welles impression it's him I watched an episode of Tiny Toon Adventures the other day where Maurice LaMarche voiced a character named Orson Wales, and he was nice. a whale. It was very fun. It was a very good episode, actually. Um, I think that this idea is wasted on a Simpsons episode. I think there's a really interesting movie idea in a what-if story of if um, the War of the Worlds prank actually caused like irreparable turmoil. Mm um you know and it's sort of like maybe it could be some kind of metaphor for fake well, news also yada, it's yada, yada. the the whole thing of um the boy who cried wolf because king kodos actually um invade right. earth at the end of it um it's probably one of the better ones of the ones we're still going to delete but i think still <laughs> yeah delete. yeah yeah if, if there was like a second tier of like between deleting yeah, and yeah. keeping this would be on it um yeah. okay next up yes trails of horror 18 um old enough to drink in new zealand now um mm. et go home uh bart finds kodos the of kang and kodos fame uh in the backyard and it's a parody of et he like you know keeps him hidden at home and then he helps him get a message out to his um his home planet of rigel seven uh it's and a very then- interesting episode because it expands on the non-canonical kang and kodos mythology which I always find really interesting. Um, what do you think of this episode? Um, yeah, I, 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 it's when you're getting to the darker years. This is a, a, re, a, a you know, a flickering candle of a bright of a bright mm. spot. Uh, it's mm. not, it's not a, you know, it's not a floodlight. It's not a keeper. Yeah. You're gonna delete it. <laughs> um. Uh, but yeah it's 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 all right uh mr and mrs simpson uh which is a parody of mr and mrs smith um and it's it's bad it's so bad this might be one of my least favorite ones of the whole lot i thought that not only is it a parody of not of something that's not a horror movie yeah which is like why but it's also um like mr and mrs smith has not (laughs) <laughs> like the stuck time, around yeah. in public consciousness and so it exists as this like very and it's parodies very specific scenes from mr and mrs smith it's not an overall parody it parodies mr and mrs smith with the same um specificity as et go home parodies et a movie which is extremely iconic and so of course people are going to remember the scenes from it whereas mr and mrs simpson is like i remember I the i, I remember the the log line of this of yeah, the thing yeah. you're parodying <laughs> um yeah yeah it ends no. up that they realize that they they're more attracted to each other when they kill someone together mm. heck house uh, bart lisa and friends are put, uh, put into like a morality play hell house thing mm. uh as punishment for um uh oh, oh yeah they they start to do the trick part of trick-or-treat um mm. and then ned flanders um yeah has this hell house um and he becomes the devil reprising his role from treehouse for a four so we we actually wrote the synopses for these together earlier today just to give us a reminder in case we couldn't remember from the title alone or more to give me a reminder you seem to be a steel safe of (laughs) an, an ironclad safe of simpsons episodes um i had to look this one up this was one of the only ones actually had to look up to be like what is this about yeah 
even from reading your synopsis i was like i don't remember this one which for any why not like that's a reason why to delete it in my mm. opinion yeah it's essentially part of the, the like the the kids are forced to watch um yeah. people die in in ways related to like the seven deadly sins yeah that's that's kind of cool but um i know it sounds like we're deleting almost everything uh we're starting to come up on some potential keepers now though maybe yeah. not this next one but <laughs> the yeah. next in the next couple there'll be some ones we're keeping yeah. um so now we're up to uh number 19 trees of our 19 season 20 um uh one called untitled robot parody it goes through a bunch of transformers puns before settling on that as the title and i've right. written that it's an unremarkable transformers parody which i think is generous uh yeah it's it's a very obligatory transformers is the biggest movie of the year of the last year so we gotta do a parody of it um and it just feels soulless yeah it ends up with um the robots end up taking over springfield and they turn the residents into a foosball table um how to get ahead in advertising uh, this is where um, Homer ends up getting a job killing celebrities because um, their likeness is cheaper or you can essentially use their likeness for free if they've died. So what is this a parody on? This is not a parody of anything. Okay, I think I might be persuaded to keep this then because it's quite an yeah. original idea. It's also funny that like the three main ones are... Uh, it's because Krusty dies, doesn't he? And then Yeah, that's um, right. Uh, and then is they were, but um, the three ones they use are George Clooney, Prince, and Neil Armstrong, and um, yeah, two of them, are two dead, of them are actually dead. Uh, okay, all right, let's keep this. Just, just, um, I mean, it's not going to make the top, but um, it's the Grand Pumpkin Millhouse. This is a parody of um, it's the Grand Pumpkin Charlie Brown, um, which is now an Apple TV Plus exclusive, um, and it was was not played on TV in America for the first time in like 40 years. Uh, so Milhouse brings the Grand Pumpkin to life by believing in it. Um, this was controversial at the time. So cast your mind back to 2008. Um, there's a line when they're making fun of Milhouse for believing in the Grand Pumpkin. And Nelson says that the Grand Pumpkin is, quote, so gay. Um, yeah. And that was like, yeah, God, they got into trouble for that. Um this one despite that yeah it, it turns i kind of like this one I, I quite like it as well um the the character of the grand pumpkin when he shows up is pretty funny um and he talks about like how um because because the, the, he ends up being a racist right. <laughs> and he's like all pumpkins are racist and the idea <laughs> that like every single pumpkin you've currently got on your doorstep rotting away after halloween um is actually deep down racist so leave it out there. i like this one because it kind of fits into that category five of like playing with what you expect from the simpsons and that it's it's an a stylistic parody of old peanuts cartoons and it it's a really it pulls it off it like it's it looks like an old peanuts cartoon it's got that that very nostalgic music nostalgia mm. for something i barely consumed yeah, when yeah. i was a child but i liked it i thought it was cool i thought it was a fun homage um so is it are we keeping it i think we're keeping it because it's a really original take on like it's it feels like for the first time in years they're like all right uh let's not do a, a parody for the parody's sake let's like parody or spoof on something that is ubiquitous with the autumn season well, and also i think as well and we'll probably see this um as we go back to the golden era um this parody is coming from a place of love whereas a lot of yeah. these are coming from a place of hatred yeah. um so now we're on trials of horror xx 20 um dial m for murder or press hash to return to main menu 
um, or pound or whatever you want to call it. Um, it is a good title. So this is a parody of just general kind of like Hitchcock aesthetic. Um, mm-hmm. Bart and Lisa agree to do like a, a crisscross, they call it, where they do each other's teacher, um, meaning um, to Bart, he kills Miss Hoover and Lisa pranks Mrs. Krabappel. Mm. Um, I didn't think this was anything particularly special. Yeah, I don't think it, no, yeah, I don't think it deserves to stay. It's, it's, like, it's one of those ones that it's not, not worth watching, but it's like, yeah. Hmm. Uh, all right, next one, um, Don't Have a Cow, Mankind. This is a parody of one of your favorite films, um, hmm. 28 Days Later. Um, so, uh, but uh, Krusty Burger starts selling tainted burgers, which this was, you know, the, the mad cow disease where um, cows have been fed cows and the burger squared um, and it zombifies anyone who uh, who eats it. And then Bart is the only one who's immune to the zombification. It ends with um, everyone having to um, like Bart having to bathe in the town's food supply, <laughs> um, which is a quite a funny ending. So, OK, this is my first um kind of logical disqualification because okay. i liked the episode but one zombie episode is going to make it into our top yep. 10 and it's not this one yeah not good so um there's mo- no business like mo business again a mo episode i say again this is like the first one i've encountered um <laughs> so this is a parody of sweeney todd um starring mo and it's like it's done like a broadway play so yeah. like people get raised up and um yeah people like you can see all the wires and it's so it's um mo accidentally kills homer by like ha- having him impaled on his beer supply down the bottom and as he bleeds into his beer it like becomes this you know beautiful elixir that the town is obsessed with and then he uses this to woo marge and it's done through song as well um I, I thought this was an inspired little segment. I was like, what's going on here? Oh, cool. I think, keep it. I think this might be the best one we've seen so far, potentially. Really? Out of, out of, out of the ones we've covered. So from <laughs> all the many, many ones we've deleted. Yeah, we kept I nothing think, between season 15 and 20. Wow. I think not only is this a fun experimental, because uh, they, they didn't have to be experimental with it. They could have just- right, yeah, yeah done done it normally but they make it into a broadway play and on top of that it kind of feels like something they not necessarily couldn't but wouldn't do in season six right you know? yeah, yeah. like it, it feels like something that could only happen when it did happen and it's interesting and it's really creative i like it all right um all right now we're on to 21 uh neck and now drink in the u.s uh, so war and pieces uh this is a like jumanji i guess inspired one um but it's like all their board games come to life and they they come out into the real world uh Bart and millhouse have to um stop it yeah uh it's not very good <laughs> yeah delete it um master and cadaver some of these titles are like nah. yeah <laughs> not quite <laughs> so this is a parody of dead calm okay but yeah it's um Homer and Marge are on their honeymoon and then they rescue a castaway who explains that he was a chef on a different yacht and then was knocked out because he was, it's a very like convoluted plot. This one, um, he was trying to stop the guests on the ship from being poisoned. And then they realize like, Oh my God, he's lying. He's actually a murderer. Let's kill him. And then they realize he was telling the truth. And then it's like this back and forth, like, lots of yeah. dramatic reveals. I, I I'm really Oh, and then the whole then at the end of it, it zooms out um, that the boat is actually a 
a boat that Maggie is playing with in the bathtub. Um, and then they're like, oh, I wonder what Maggie's thinking about. And then she puts um, the the eyeliner thing on, like from A Clockwork Orange that Alex Alex has. And then she drinks some milk. Um, and the theme from A Clockwork Orange plays in the background. Um, which, like, wh- while I... Th- there's a couple of good jokes from memory. Um, but that end is just like, why have you done this? Like, you clearly just were it's padding so for weird. time. It's so weird, and it's one of those things I've described later Simpsons before as feeling like it has dementia, like feeling like the show itself is is like, you know, its mind is leaving it, and that's an example, a perfect example mm. of that, where it's like an uninspired parody, where it's like, I get it, yeah. I get that it's a Clockwork Orange, I don't know why it's unmotivated. Mm. Yeah, but I do like the idea of parodying something like Dead Calm, which is just like quite an old movie that not a lot of people remember uh, so the next one is called tween light and it's a parody of twilight um the kind of notable thing about this is that daniel radcliffe plays um the the edmund edward cullen like edmund that. edmund um the best thing about it is that it's called tween light i think that's a very funny title uh, no the best the best thing about it <laughs> is when he he puts lisa on his back and he climbs up to the top of the tree and he's like, let's get around the way bats do by jumping through the treetops. I always thought it was a funny line. Uh, but it's not It's not particularly, it, as far as like- It's not inspired, caps, yeah. Yeah, as far as soulless parody, modern parodies go, it's not the worst, but- Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, Hugh Laurie voices the castaway in the previous sequence, so it's good Good. Good yeah. talent on that episode. Um, okay, number uh sorry we're up to number 22 um season 23 the diving bell and the butterball homer gets bit by a a spider and is paralyzed for life but he can still communicate through farts this is a parody of the diving bell and the butterfly that Mm. horror film um but then he gets bitten again and he's able to shoot webs like spider-man now not only should this be stricken from the list, this is the worst one by a fucking mile. You reckon? Yeah, like, oh, oh this is so fucking bad. This is like, if 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 someone was trying to be like, oh, um, like, Simpsons is so bad now, this is an idea they would come up with, I would say, don't be stupid. Like, that, like the Simpsons would never do that. Right. Okay, I don't think it's the worst one, but we're very close to what I think is the worst one. Interesting. So, hold that in your pants. Um... I thought, above else, it's a very sad episode. Like, Homer being paralyzed is a very- Well, and just, like, the fact that it's just a long fart joke. And also, on that as well- Because you messaged me um, while you were going through these, and you are like, have you noticed how the Simpsons never fart? And I was like, you just fucking wait. Is this the only, like, time you audibly hear a fart in the whole Simpsons show? No. I don't, because I think of I think of Family Guy and there's farts are plenty, but you the the Simpsons tends to be a bit almost a bit classier with its toilet humor and doesn't really go like I don't think I've heard the word fart said on the Simpsons until this episode. Um, there's the bit where they're like, um, <laughs> and he farted in the car and um turned up the radio to cover it. I don't it. know. I, yeah, okay, but it's still it's very uncommon to get such a gratuitous fart joke yeah um there's the bit where um in monty can't buy me love um the radio djs keep playing a fart noise to like incapacitate mr burns right okay well that i get maybe that's making a point of it though yeah you know then it's like it's it's got purpose yeah um 
Di- dissecting what makes Family Guy bad and what makes The Simpsons good there. It's just fart jokes. Um, Dial D for Diddly. Uh, it's a parody of Dexter where um, Ned, Flanders that is, uh, murders people uh, because God told him to, but it's actually Homer with a microphone. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's better than the Ned zone, but I don't think it's particularly good. Yeah, okay. In the Navy. The Navi. Navi. So this is a parody of Avatar, but the aliens are King Kodos, like, you know, race. I think this is my least favorite Treehouse of Horror segment. Interesting. And so I'll 22 is, is by far the worst um, Treehouse yeah. of Horror. <laughs> I agree. Um. So... So the, the the concept is cool and like as again as much as I grimace at like modern parodies and modern by modern I mean a two year old parody of of a big movie, um, I like I like the idea if you're going to do an Avatar episode it's like oh but it's Kang and Kodo so you get this this fun thing where you get to see Bart as a as a Rigelian yeah you know what he would look like that's all cool but above it above like it's just it's kind of a, just a weird episode but um. That it's got like a plot line in it about Bart and Milhouse both trying to to fuck the Rigelian version of Miss Hoover or something like that. <laughs> it's like one of the teachers, isn't it? It's it's something like that. And you hear Nancy Cartwright as Bart say the line, I'm just trying to get laid or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And I, I remember feeling like, ooh, what the they're kids. They're like, I don't I get that this is removing that context and saying yeah. that they're aliens and stuff, but it it feels really poor taste it feels really like it's not it's it, it's one of those rare bad simpsons episodes that bad that's bad because it feels like it is offensive to the characters and to what the the almost like like the simpsons is at its best when it has this underlying wholesomeness and sweetness to mm. it right there, there are even episodes that are set in the future non non halloween episodes that deal with like bart losing his virginity or not losing his virginity well and, that, and having um, sex with miss hoover which is that's the same type of joke though it's this yeah. joke that's like oh that's not a simpsons joke this is a this is a family guy joke yeah <laughs> i do think that um however it's not supposed to be like either teacher it's just a random tress mcneil voice okay well that might be an unfortunate problem of having tress mcneil voice a character i don't recognize um yeah well because but- tress, Mc- tress mcneil as well as like she shows up in everything she's in like every studio ghibli film as well yeah, and it's yeah. always funny hearing it's like oh it's mom from futurama yeah so i think that's my least favorite treehouse of our episode but this next one might be my favorite maybe not my favorite favorite but certainly uh, favorite. so the greatest story ever hold a particle yeah. accelerator this is now you know now we're into 23 particle accelerator creates a black hole um uh which slowly gets larger and larger enveloping the whole town um so yeah it's, it's like it's quite a small thing and lisa takes it home and then the family use it as like a, a waste disposal unit and then it gets larger and larger um yeah, you've you've teased that you you might be your favorite, which I think is quite a, a bold statement. But this is um be like in this in the twenties. This is definitely my favorite. I think. Yes, no, that that's more so what I meant. Yeah. But this is like it's like a it's like a cartoon episode of Black Mirror because it's mm. a first of all it's a it's it's not a parody of a movie, but it's a parody of a, a very relevant event that was happening in the world the particle yeah the 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 large hadron collider um and then it's a cautionary tale of how humans probably would react to an infinite source of 
of waste, you know, that you can just throw things into. Yeah. Like it has a it has a message and it's cool. It's interesting. It yeah. feels like something written by a Futurama. Yeah, like yeah, this could be an episode it. of Futurama. Totally. Yeah. Um or yeah. like th- this is one of the only ones that like this could have been, you know, if it wasn't for the Large Hadron Collider thing, the way the story plays out, this could have been made in season six. Yeah, like, I, it's, lo- it's, I really like this episode. Yeah. Um, and so I we'll think- t- we'll stays on the list? Yeah, it stays on the <laughs> list. And look, twenty uh, season uh, Treehouse of Horror Part 22, which was the past one, the last one, that might be the worst Treehouse of Horror episode. The, I think yeah. this, this has, and I'm going to, even more so than the originals, this has three for three, in my in my opinion. Interesting. This might be one of the the only Treehouse of Horrors that has three stories that I really like. That's interesting. I I, I think I disagree, but so I'll keep that unnormal activity. This is a parody of paranormal activity. The Simpsons house is haunted by what is revealed to be a mo like demon, um, and uh, Homer uh, takes his revenge by raping him. No, I guess so. <laughs> it's not framed that way in the episode. They they, they make a joke to, out of it. No, well, no, it's like let let's have a threesome basically. Yeah, and and you're meant to think that Homer is going to be like fucked to death essentially, but Homer ends up being like the, the dominant. Dom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is dark. I'll admit it's dark, but it's it's still kind of <laughs> like because Mo, the Mo Demon is is like, do we want a safe word? It's like, uh, how about cinnamon? And then the lights go out, and you immediately hear Mo go, cinnamon, cinnamon, <laughs> which is it's a good joke because you think it's gonna be Homer that's yeah. like overwhelmed. It's a it's a, a good bait and switch. Um, yeah. and it's like again as far as um as recent movie parodies go this is this is a fun one especially because it's it's found footage which um they do again in a later episode but at this episode <laughs> it's cool it's like a different way of seeing the simpsons which what is treehouse of horror for if not looking at things mm. in a fun new light without any consequences I'm, yeah I'm, I'm happy to keep this one based on your but it's i don't think it's going to make it into the top 20 um Home Barn Home is excellent adventure, despite what the title might have you believe. It's actually a parody of Back to the Future, um, mm. where Bart uh, prevents Homer and Marge from ever getting together, and then he, he goes, goes back in time, back to the future uh, to find um, where uh, his dad is, Artie Ziff. Uh, a great concept, a fun episode, and also um, I loved that that the scene. So Bart goes back in time, and he goes to a scene from from like an old flashback episode hmm. it's like season two where marge walks into the classroom and they, homer and marge meet for the first time yeah. and he screws that up so it's and the fact that it's got Artie ziff in it as well who is the guy that nearly married marge in in high school or nearly tried to get with marge in high school like it's one of these rare canonical reference filled episodes of the simpsons yeah, yeah. where it's like if you don't know the simpsons you're probably not gonna understand this episode it's very rewarding in that hmm. sense um and i i was not expecting Artie ziff to show up who is a hilarious character yeah, I love and Artie. so I, I i loved seeing Artie ziff turn up i loved seeing a recreation of an old scene from an old simpsons episode i think that's the only way to do an effective back to the future parody is to go back to mm. an actual scene because you've got that um, you've got that shorthand yeah yeah, 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 exactly. Um, I, I thought this was a great a great parody and a great episode as well. And, and uh, yeah, Treehouse of Horror 23. That's that's the best, at least the best post-Golden Age Treehouse of Horror. Interesting, okay. Um, oh, the places you'll don't, um, mm-hmm. which is uh, this is from season 25, uh, sorry, 
Transformers 24 season 25. This is a parody of The Cat in the Hat uh, for starring Homer as The Fat in the Hat. Uh, it's all done through rhyme. What do you think of um, it? I, I like its ambition. I think it looks cool. It's done in the, in the Dr. Seuss art style. Um, I don't think it's especially bad. I'd be happy to keep it just for its yeah. ambition. Yeah, to, to, to have a further discussion about it. Um, I also like the, the Fat in the Hat song. Uh, it, it turns out like he's like this dangerous anarchist um, yeah, yeah. as well. And he makes a joke about, please don't let me be played by Mike Myers. It's a good joke. Yeah, it's it's re- a good joke. It's very Deadpool. <laughs> Predates Deadpool by three years. There you um, go. Dead in shoulders, um, Bart gets decapitated and has his head surgically placed on Lisa's shoulders. Um, like the zombie thing, we're only going to have one. Simpson yeah. gets there, gets decapitated and put on a body of another person thing. And it's not going to be yeah. this one. <laughs> what, so it is, because when I saw this episode, I was like, this has happened before. Yeah. Which one did it happen? Uh, well, there's the one where, where it's actually Burns that gets decapitated and right. attached to Homer at the end of the episode. Um so, Freaks No Geeks. Uh, mm. In a 1930s traveling freak show, a freak Homer tries to kill a freak Mo after he tries to woo a freak Marge. Very interesting episode because, again, Mo is the sympathetic character. Yeah. Like, it's quite a spotlight episode for Mo, which is strange that... Because um, Mo having a crush on Marge feels like it's best when it's really understated and sort of like a a, a punchline to a joke and not the focus of an episode. Mm. Um, because this is the second time it's happened after no business like Mo business. Um, and it's weird in this one that Homer and Mo's roles aren't switched. It's weird that you want Mo to win. Mm. I feel like you should want Homer to win. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like just have her start with Mo, and then yeah, that's yeah. interesting. Or, or another character, yeah. maybe it could be Artie Ziff as well, or something. Yeah, um, I didn't think it was a particularly notable episode. Yeah, I'll get rid think? of it. Um, what is notable about uh, Transfer Twenty Four though is the opening is like a it's like a horror version of a of the traditional opening sequence, but it's directed by Guillermo del Toro. Oh, nice. And it has nice. it has references to like all of his films, but it was actually directed by him um which is where i had seen the um like his blade to vampire design from um and i was always like how am i so familiar with this but it was from that um all right next one we're up to school is hell uh 25 uh bart and lisa find a portal to hell um to a hell version of school and bart does really well there and ends up enrolling there it's all right. Um, I don't think we should keep it just because it's in that. It's definitely in that middle zone yeah. all right. where it's never going to beat any of the better ones. All right. Um, a Clockwork Yellow. It's a parody of A Clockwork Orange, but with Mo as Alex Delage. With Mo? Why is Mo? It's, it's so weird. And I just, I thought this episode was so, I've, I, okay, I haven't actually seen A Clockwork Orange, Scandal, whatever, <laughs> but this, this is like, this depends on you having seen a clockwork orange. Right. I didn't understand a thing in this episode. It felt very like it felt less like a na- its own narrative and more like. And here's a scene from a clockwork orange, but with Simpsons. Well, characters. it ends up just being like um, uh, a, a a Kubrick parody because they end up yeah. going to an eyes wide shut style yeah, yeah, masked yeah. orgy. Um, and then there's even one bit where there's like a duel and comic book guy says, even I forget what this is a reference to. Um, it's in, it's <laughs> That's a, a good a joke. But that references Barry Lyndon. All right. Well, I'm deleting the clockwork yellow. Um, the next one is The Others. This is where the Simpsons meet the Simpsons. Uh, they meet the ghosts of their former character designs from the Tracy Ullman show, um, the Frosty Chocolate Milkshakes. Um, but 
Um, you don't like this one, do you? Uh, I, so one of the reasons I wanted to watch all of the Treehouse of Horror episodes is because I'd heard years ago that this episode existed and I was really fascinated, but I didn't know which season it was in. So I was like, oh, I'll just watch the book. <laughs> um, it does nothing with the concept. It does nothing with it. It it makes it the story of Homer choosing which Marge he wants, which is just gross anyway. Yeah, and then but he ends like, up getting both. And then there's also this weird joke about groundskeeper Willie having murdered Maggie. Yeah, yeah, there is. Yeah. I just thought this was so, such a weird, like, it, it was, it was... They don't really explain it in universe either. They don't explain how they're meeting previous versions of themselves. And it, I don't it is implied it, in another episode. I think that um, the previous versions were murdered and are buried under the Simpson household. That's right. It does. But like another thing is, I don't think your average Simpsons watcher is going to know about the Tracy Ullman show. Interesting. Yeah, that's a good point. And so, without explaining it in there, it's like. It, 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 you just go okay they've met ghosts of like badly drawn versions, versions of the yeah who sounds slightly different um i do like the ending how it has a bunch of different um character designs and it has um a pixar one where homer is voiced by john ratzenberger that was a good joke yeah but at this like hmm, yeah so that they zoom out and you see like minions and pokemon yeah and anime versions of them i i like that joke written down but seeing i remember at the time that dropped and people were like oh my god what has the simpsons become yeah. and i remember thinking like oh it's fun to and now but watching it in, in practice i'm like uh what has the simpsons become <laughs> there's a later episode that tries to do the same thing and i think this did it better uh okay season 27 transfer 26 um we could have just done a we review every like um wanted dead then alive um so this is such a bob's first appearance in a treehouse of horror weirdly um for like a you know such like a, a horrific character to like not appear yeah, yeah. um so such a bob finally kills bart and then i uh, realize he misses him so he brings it back to life uh, to kill him over and over again uh it's it's definitely a you should have done this in the golden age 100 yeah, kind of episode i don't think it's very good sadly yeah. I, li- I mean i like kelsey grammar hmm. um but yeah no no from me um uh homerzilla this is a it's pe- such, sorry it's yeah. such an obvious episode for a treehouse of horror mm. as well yeah. and it took so long for them to get to it it's yeah strange. Ha- homerzilla this is a parody of godzilla or gogeta the like original um uh, homer is godzilla and everyone's doing a racist accent so everyone's doing like the the typical oh, japanese version of their character this is bad, this is bad taste and this was in 2015 <laughs> yeah. like they should have known that there was a bad idea and then they and then it's like it you know zooms out of the reality and it turns out that this is actually like a movie we're watching and um they make an american remake called zilla um a reference to the 1998 godzilla film which actually starred like half a dozen people from the simpsons um mm, that's right and then they throw into the ocean um after the film was a bomb they throw into the ocean awaking the real godzilla godzilla uh good ending but not a good enough episode there's yeah. if there, there's two simpsons parodies of the giant black and monster white, movies yeah. and it's not going to be this one that makes it yeah. and telepaths of glory or telepaths of glory uh, it's the chronicle parody uh lisa bart and millhouse get superpowers bart actually doesn't get superpowers uh, or he doesn't get the same ones yeah he gets some kind of superpowers doesn't he no he has like a dud power i can't remember hey yeah. look there's only one good <laughs> found footage simpsons treehouse safari episode and it's not gonna be this all one. right <laughs> all right um 
Dry Hard uh, from season 28, Jurassic World 27. Um, this is a parody of uh, both Hunger Games and Mad Max Fury Road. There's no water in a post-apocalyptic Springfield and Mr. Burns is the dictator and they put their kids into an arena and they make the battle. Um, it's this, this is one of the like most emblematic of like, fuck, what came out last year? Oh, cool, let's do that. It sucks. It's it's so... Uh, I just did not... I I didn't enjoy all of part 27. I, I was just the whole time I'm just like oh god like I'm so over this now and that was just not a great way to start it uh this next segment I think is the the better of the three though yeah BFF RAP um all of Lisa's friends are killed off one by one by her jealous imaginary friend voiced by Sarah Silverman um doesn't deserve to get in there but it's not that bad it's fine uh mo finger there's a parody of um james bond or kingsman um where mo is colin first character and bart is eggsy um yeah it's not it's why why are we like i guess we're doing this because of kingsman but it's far more a james bond parody than a kingsman parody hmm. um and again it's it's again i don't like it when they don't parody um horror horrid yeah like, like it's one of those weird ones that it's like yeah like i would be fine with just non-canon episodes of the simpsons every now and then mm. that like Which one's just a bond parody yeah, yeah yeah um but like you know each season it's like say each season finale is like a full movie parody mm. yeah um, um yeah and i would i guess like i don't mind the back to the future one i like that parody but um i say i don't mind it i thought it was really good but mm. maybe that's because i really like back to the future but yeah i just i just didn't understand why we we're watching a kingsman parody i guess mm. which is more a james bond parody so that's that whole episode gone <laughs> yeah um the this is one that you and i actually watched together like not long after it came out um season that's 29 like- transfer 28 um the exorcist um maggie is possessed by the ancient demon pazuzu richard i have no memory of watching this with you really <laughs> do we really watch this together yeah 100 percent. okay actually i kind of remembered the last one i didn't yeah, remember that's the thing one. i remember the last one i don't remember the other ones um which is <laughs> weird because i would have thought i would remember the the second segment of this episode if i'd seen it before. yeah um yeah so it's just a parody of the exorcist um it's it's so it's, it's very like doesn't really deviate from the exorcist yeah it's, it's and, just, and it, it, it is just like why are you doing this now like yeah 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 it's one of those things it's like oh cool return to form but then at the same time it's like but why um Coralisa there's a parody of Coraline not too much else to it I mean it's done in the Coraline well actually it's not Coraline is stop motion hmm, whereas this is CGI. the character design is similar um yeah getting rid of it um Neil it was, Gaiman well, it's, right, um, you, voices Snowball too, which is fun it was Neil Gaiman interesting because all the credits are like nicknames so I didn't know what anyone's name was yeah 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 um I yeah it's like I appreciate seeing The Simpsons done in different animation styles, but it was just like, it's it's it really speaks to how bad later Simpsons can be that they can have this fresh new visual style. And I leave the episode being like, "Fuck, that was pretty average." <laughs> mm, yeah. Um, and the last one in twenty eight is mm, Homer, uh, and this one like has a warning prefacing it, saying like, "This one's actually pretty weird, like pretty fucked up." Um. And this is, yeah, I distinctly remember watching this together because we were both like, that may be uncomfortable. Yeah, it's a very, this is the scariest episode of Drias. Yeah, so Homer slowly eats himself. He, he severs a finger and accidentally barbecues it and eats it and then becomes addicted to eating himself. And it's just like, yeah, it's just unsettling. It's 
it's uncanny valley almost and it feels like it's not treating this very scary situation very seriously because mm. it's like making jokes and he's like hopping around because he's eating his foot yeah. I don't, yeah awful awful stuff did not like it did, yeah. so there, was there was there if there was a warning before it then like there must have actually been some controversy after it came out maybe i don't know hmm. um let's see does it say anything on the reception part of um of wikipedia it does not um <laughs> all right uh invasion of the poddy switches um everyone is attacked by plants and turned into plant versions of themselves oh god it's what the fuck man <laughs> um so this is um it's uh, the whole like maple and my phone anything that mentions maple or my phones i'm like no that's like one of the worst decisions creative decisions the simpsons has ever made wait that, is that in more one than this episode uh yeah it's like it's like a thing introduced to be like this is our gonna be our parody of the iphone it's my phone by maple and steve mobs and i and it's like the base of it is at the bottom of the ocean it's wow. so stupid multiplicity um which is a parody of split <sighs> do you have anything to say about it um, I didn't get it for so long. I didn't get it was split because it was called Multiplicity. And I was like, well, I haven't seen Multiplicity. And yeah. so the whole time I'm like, this must be a reference to Multiplicity. <laughs> and then she, she turns into the beast. I'm like, oh, it's split. Um, I just didn't like it. Nothing Bad parody, bad episode. Yeah. Um, and then we've got Geriatric Park, um, which is a parody of Jurassic Park. Um, but all the elderly people are shipped off to a retirement island um and the thermostat gets adjusted and they all become dinosaurs it's like why do they all become dinosaurs yeah just because you, you already to... came up with jurassic park yeah <laughs> get rid of it um danger things it's a parody of stranger things get it there's a real good joke in it where all this stuff is happening and then comic book guy is like somebody's not very familiar with season three yeah. and then something sort of like what happens in season three happens and i was like that's a great joke because season three wouldn't have come out by the time they were like animating this yeah. <laughs> so in the script it must have just said something vaguely referencing season three happens <laughs> all right um yeah, this is um, also the interesting thing about this is because all the trials of horror are done with Roman numerals. This is trials of horror XXX, and mm. it also happens to be the six hundred sixty sixth episode of ah. The Simpsons, um, which is a fun little coincidence. Ah, uh, but yeah, I'm getting rid of this one. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen Stranger Things, so I didn't like this one. <laughs> uh, Heaven swipes right based on the title alone. I'm getting rid of this one, but this is where Homer dies and his spirit switches. It's uh, parody of Heaven can wait um, or down to earth. Um, weird episode it has one of those it's one of those simpsons episodes that has a creative decision that i think is confusing in it where we like homer switches into these bodies but we still see him as homer that, that that's from heaven can wait right it doesn't work in this it, yeah. because it's not really acknowledged yeah. and kind of the like the joke of seeing marge snuggled up next to like a hunky guy is gone if you're just going to show me homer. yeah um superintendent chalmers yeah yeah true uh and when harry met slimy um this is a parody of the shape of water with selma and kang i do like that when yeah. they're doing these things they use kang or kodos uh but this one is bad i i like i didn't mind it i thought it was uh it's not a keeper but it's like 
it's cool to see a Selma centric episode. I like the joke at the end where Patty gets with with Kodos and she's like, I have to warn you, I'm gay. And he's like, that's okay. We have 700 different sexualities or something like that. Yeah. And I think technically in canon, Kang and Kodos are an incestuous lesbian couple. I think that's been established. Uh, yeah, uh, Kodos is a sister and then they, yeah, there's a few references to them being together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think one of the show writers, this is from an episode of Simpsons Histories from um, a YouTuber I really like called um, uh, The Real Jims. <laughs> he does like these retrospective episodes of Simpsons characters. He did a Kang and Kodos episode and there's like a quote from Al Jean or someone that's like Kang and Kodos are, are lesbian sisters or something like that. Uh, let's um, find the quote. Oh yeah, so in the, in the Simpsons Futurama um, crossover uh lure from the crypt planet omicron percy i8 um and kang kodos um so um lure's wife um <laughs> gets upset and lure um invites the female member of kang kodos to go and comfort her um and they both do it um right and then um uh yeah and, and um Al Jean was like, yeah, we've implied all these different things about their sexuality. And we were like, yeah, whatever. They're, they're, they're a gay female couple of their species. Um, but then they also, in the first trials of horror, they are um, explained to be sisters. There you go. <laughs> um, okay, so now we're up to up to date, up to this week. Um, the biggest thing happening this week, the release of a new trials of horror. <laughs> so, Toy Gory. Um, so this is a Toy Story parody. Um, where all of Bart's toys get revenge on him by turning him into a toy uh, for treating him so bad. Um, it's animated in the Pixar style. It was 3D animated. Um, unnecessarily, I think. It's just because the original one's like this and we're doing a parody of it. Like, it's it's Coraline, I can understand, mm. because it's like going into a different world. So it's 2D animated when they're in our world and, and Coraline world is the 3D animation. But this one's just like, why? I don't know. I agree that it's, again, it is unmotivated, but I also think this is better than Coralisa. I thought it was a cool idea for an episode. I also kind of like the ending that it's like, yeah, but I'm getting rid of it. It's like, it's like, um, an extension of Sid from Toy Story's storyline. Yeah. Yeah. Um, into the and home I, of I liked I liked the references it had to earlier Simpsons episode. There's a, what's the little Furby thing? Alfonso. There's a Funzo, there's a Malibu Stacy, there's a, a Krusty doll who's a, has his debut. What does is he does Bart always have a Krusty doll or is uh, yeah, there's that? always some variety of oh, Krusty okay. doll. You know? Um Into the Homeverse, this is a parody of Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse. Um Homer releases a very uh various interdimensional versions of himself into Springfield. Um so there's like a there's an anime one, there is a, a eight bit one, there's a there's a noir one, and there's a Disney one. And like a Hanna Barbera one, and a Hanna Barbera one, um, who just says "Heavens to Murgatroyd" and exits stagely. Yeah, this was like, oh my god! Like th- this, you should have used the end of the others with all the different mm. dimensions, where they're all animated in completely different styles. Because the Disney one comes out, and I was like, why didn't they animate it like Disney? Like they've done yeah. Disney style animation before. Why yeah, not do that? Instead, it's, just, it's, it's just a female Homer. Um, yeah. This was so disappointing. After we've already seen a fucking Simpsons verse. Yeah, I I saw the title come up and I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. And then was just real let down by what preceded, what, yeah. what followed. All right, now, um, B9, Rewind. This is apparently a Russian doll. Uh, it's a time loop thing. Lisa gets stuck in a time loop and keeps dying. And then 
Um, yeah, Nelson's also stuck in the time loop. And the writers are too lazy to come up with a good way for them to escape, and it ends. Yeah. And it's like, they get they do escape, but it's not a good way. Yeah. It's just boring. Uh, d- disappointing. Didn't like it. Cool. It. Um, all right, so that leaves us with 48... Um, Damn, it's it's real disappointing to see the last Tree Hus of Horror segment I'd consider good happened in 2013. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> after after all that, we kept how many do you reckon we kept from the last uh what is it like 17 or 18 seasons? Seven. A nine. We get nine, nine segments. Um so now it in a because how do we do this? Um we're going to now work backwards so you still have to keep listening if you want to hear us talk about the the ones you grew up watching um and so oh the places you'll do as being the most recent episode that automatically goes into first place okay <laughs> um and now bard at home is excellent adventure is it better than that yes all right so now that's in first place unnormal activity where does that slot him? Uh, I'd say it is better than Oh, The Places You'll Do, but not better than Barton Homer's Excellent Adventure. All right. The Greatest Story Ever Hold. That's the best one we've got so far. Yes. That is the Black Hole one. Um, there's no business like Mo Business. Um, I would say it is better than Oh, The Places You'll Do and Unnormal Activity. All righty. Um, it's the Grand Pumpkin Mill House. Um, better than either places you'll do. Right, actually, right under Mo Business, in my opinion. Alrighty, you can disagree with me though. I hope you're not just. Um, I would almost put this one above Barton Homer's Excellent Adventure. Real? I don't know. I just, I just. Okay, I'm that. definitely putting it above. There's no business like Mo okay. Business. Right. Uh, how to get ahead in advertising where Homer kills a bunch of celebrities. Nah, that's at the bottom. <laughs> um, stop the world! I want to goof off. The magic watch. Uh, I'd put that up above, um, maybe below unnormal activity, or maybe just above unnormal activity. Yeah, I'm gonna put it. Uh, I'm gonna put it above no business like my business. Okay. Because I don't even really like that one that much. Um, Reaper Madness. Uh, I will put this just below Grey Story Overhold. Okay. This is where Bar- uh, Homer becomes death. Now we're now so that's that's the ranking of those ones we've already talked about. <laughs> so now here's some new content. Okay. <laughs> so the island of Doctor Hibbert. This is where um they go to Doctor Hibbert. What, apparently wait, the what episode? Of- what season? Where are we? Um. So this trio is for thirteen, like a number thirteen from season fourteen. The island of Doctor Hibbert. Um. It's about um. Uh. Yeah. It's apparently the island of Doctor Moreau, where um. Uh, you go to Dr. Hibbert's Island and you get turned into an animal hybrid. I real didn't like this episode. Okay, let's put it last. Okay. It's pretty dumb. The Fright to Creep and Scare Harms. Um, so this is Lisa discovers a grave that says, I wish for a, my dream is for a world without guns. <laughs> um, and then, so they get rid of guns and then the dead rise up and they've got guns because it turns out that grave was Billy the Kid um and what the fuck is this episode is this a parody of something it's it feels like it's referencing something i've i have no idea what it's it's so weird it's it's a weird concept it's a weird halloween story it's it's got it feels like it has this weird anti-gun message what i'm like i'm pretty anti-guns but it doesn't it it feels so humorless in its message all right um it's just it's so weird is it worse than island of dr hibbert 
Yeah. And send in the clones. Um, so this Love is where this Homer, <laughs> Homer clones himself and creates like an army of Homers. Um, I thought this was fun. Meaningless. Yeah. But where fun. would you put it? Um, it's probably worse than than many of the ones we previously oh, I, I liked it better than how to get a dead how to get ahead in advertising it should just be called how to get ahead in advertising but it's a head and yeah, it nice. chops their heads off that's what it should be called I, um whiz kids this is the harry potter parody i i don't like this one no no way this is the worst one um house of so, wax sorry this uh, is from this is from part sorry yes. as well um yeah part 12 um House of Wax, this is where the Simpsons move into a smart house, um, voiced by, uh, among a couple of other people, uh, Pierce Brosnan. Uh, he falls in love with Marge and then tries to get Homer out of the picture. It's a parody of like <laughs> 2001, um, as well as a film called Demon Seed. I've just done, I just got the title. I didn't get it until now. Um, <laughs> uh, it's not a particularly great episode, but Pierce Brosnan is so funny in it. Yeah. It's, it's the perfect casting for the character, um, but it's not worth keeping. Uh, so it just goes to the bottom? Yeah. Oh, it's above, like, if, if Wiz Kids. Hmm. Uh, Hex in the City. So Homer gets, a, like, a curse put on him, which affects all the people around him. Marge gets covered in blue hair. Um, and then the old lady that hexed him, it's... Um, uh leprechaun is supposed to be able to break a hex and they end up like falling in love i didn't mind i thought bart's bart's curse is that his neck gets floppy um and then at one point they're just like bart's dead i was like that's pretty (laughs) funny um but not you know not worth keeping yeah and now uh season 12 the year 2000 um trails of horror 11 um so we've got ghost dead um, so this is where Homer uh, is killed and then has a chance to may, uh, do one good deed to come back to life. Uh, I don't, I barely remember this episode, which right. can't be good. Um, scary tales can come true. There, there, there's a bit of a dark period here, I think, as well. Um, this is just a parody of like general, like grim, uh, mm. grim stories, the Brothers Grimm. Um, so you got, I don't know, fucking like Cancel and Gretel few of those it's a fairy tale parody uh yeah I, I they should have just done a fairy tale episode yeah uh and night of the dolphin this is the one where the dolphins take over uh they 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 rise up and event eventually send humans back to the ocean i think this is the first bad treehouse of horror segment wow. i did not like this one at all i think this is the first truly bad one okay. from season season 12 treehouse of horror part 11 all right. Um. So that's like, um, Treehouse of Horror. What is that? Eleven, twelve, and thirteen. We can just get rid of those. Mm. I think we kept any of those. Um. Apart from Reaper Madness, that was the, and Send in the Clones. I like Send in the Clones. Yeah, we'll keep those ones. Um. Do, do you like Send in the Clones? I do. It's and, just well, fun. The, the it's fact just that fun. there's a, that there's a Peter Griffin is great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Now we're into the the top 10 trio the top 10 that's just the 10 trios of horror um life's a glitch then you die this is um so trios of horror 10 um it's uh yeah when y2k hits due to homer's negligence every computer chip in the world fails um and have you have you gone you're starting at the bottom of the episode not the top yeah i am yeah i just realized that <laughs> yeah so uh, and then they, they end up as trying to escape Earth. 
I, I like the episode, but it kind of makes me feel sad. I, yeah. I can't imagine this is gonna get into the keep stay in our our top ranking, but it's not bad. Yeah, I remember. Um, I remember when this one was new and thinking like, oh, the Simpsons isn't as good as it was. Mm. Um, uh, I desperately zeking Xena. Um, so this is where, um, the Bart and Lisa get superpowers. And they battle the collector, who's comic book guy, um, and Lucy Lawless is involved in the story. I didn't like it. I thought I didn't like that it was just superheroes. It's not Halloweeny yeah. enough. This is also one of two Treehouses of Horror, uh, which has two original stories and uh, one parody. Yeah. Uh, and I know what you did, Leadly did, um, did, which did, is Leadly did a parody of I know what you did last summer the Simpsons run over Ned Flanders um, and try to keep his death a secret, his murder a secret, but then it turns out he's a, he's a werewolf anyway. I like that it ends that way, that it's yeah. like, fuck you, it's not even a parody anymore. It's just its own thing. Yeah. Uh, but it's nothing special. Okay. All right, now we're into <sighs> season 10. Transfer on 9. Hell to pay. Uh, hell to pay. Like to like a here to pay, hell mm-hmm. to pay um snake uh the the jailbird is murdered or he's he's executed sorry and homer finally receives uh, some hair in the form of a transplant from snake's body uh and then uh it, it like infects his brain and forces him to carry out his revenge love this episode love this one yeah i would i would place it um i don't think it's better than the greatest story ever hold reap of madness or bart and homer's excellent adventure but i'd place it i'd place it under bart and homer's excellent adventure all righty personally i really like this is one that stayed with me and as i was re-watching them i was like, i can't wait to get to the the snakes hair one <laughs> nice uh the terror of tiny toon um so this is bart and lisa get sucked into a gene scratchy and have to escape using their knowledge of S- yeah. yeah similar to the sideshow bob finally kills bart one it's like how is an itchy and scratchy in the real world episode mm. taken this long to get to. Um, it's all right. I don't think it's 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 better than probably all the other ones. It's the best one we've deleted so far. <laughs> oh. That 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 would be my. What do you think? Do you agree? Yeah, it, it never really stuck out to me that much. Mm. Starship poopers. It turns out that Maggie is the the daughter of uh, Kang, and mm. then they go on Jerry Springer um for uh, like a paternity test yeah uh what do you think of this episode uh the jerry springer f- thing feels a bit hackneyed yeah i do like at the end though when it's like if you don't give her back we'll we'll kill all of your leaders in washington and they're like you couldn't kill every politician <laughs> <laughs> which feels especially timely um, yeah yeah um yeah uh uh, what do you think i mean i'd probably just put it below hell to pay like it's even though it's it's got its flaws it's still better than a lot of like the later yeah, you're right. ones you're right um all right so then trials of horror uh eight from season nine the omega man uh there's a pair of the omega man um where homer is shopping for a bomb shelter when france nukes springfield <laughs> leaving him the only person uh not infected um uh, this is probably the best post Golden Age one, I think. You reckon? It's uh, definitely there's a definite argument for it. 
I, I wouldn't place it above the maybe top two that we've got. The Grace Jury Behold and Reaper Madness. Okay, I'm happy to put it below those two. And then I actually probably immediately under that I would go Fly versus Fly. It's a good episode. Which is a parody of The Fly, where Bart goes into a matter transporter with a fly and it, to try and create a fly-powered superhero. <laughs> um, and ends up just swapping heads with a fly. This is like, we're now at the point where it's like, even if maybe the premise on paper isn't as good or like it's like these are still really fucking well written episodes mm. um and and like you, you you could you could watch like anything from here on and there'll be more like jokes per minute than anything we've currently got on the list i think i the next one easy bake coven i don't think is very good though uh but from part seven to part one i feel like i'm just gonna put all them on the list and everything else is yeah like every, like on. literally it's like cool you've had your chance at the top but now it's like yeah you fucking pale in comparison um yeah. okay so i'll put fly v fly i'm gonna put it between i'm gonna put it top actually above grace to Everhold. i'm sorry what i think ah oh, whatever it's pretty great i th- i just think greatest story of a hold has the benefit of being quite an original. a diamond of the rough yeah yeah easy bake coven this is uh tell it's set in like during the salem witch trials and uh marge is found out to be a witch and then um it creates the tradition of halloween of um not halloween trick-or-treating yeah i don't know it wasn't anything special all right um i'll just get rid of it because can't be bothered placing anywhere okay now now we're into the into the good stuff okay it's <laughs> like there's a now now it's like massively jumping forward in quality uh we're finally an hour and a half into this podcast let's start talking about what you came here to listen to um the next hour and a half of us talking about these um okay so treehouse of horror seven from season eight uh the first one is the thing and i now this is um the this is actually the other um treehouse of horror that has two original stories in one parody right um so the thing and i is an original story uh where Bart and Lisa discover Hugo is living in the attic. Hugo is Bart's evil twin, or is he? And yeah, it's been they were born. He Bart was born a Siamese twin. They were separated at birth, and one the humane thing to do was to leave him in the attic <laughs> and feed him a bucket of fish heads once a week. And then eventually they discover that Bart is actually the sinister twin, and so they they just put Bart in the in the in the attic. Um, at the top best ones yeah it's the best one so, so far. far uh the genesis tub um uh, this is where bart uh sorry lisa creates a it's very similar to um godfellas the episode of futurama um where there's also an episode of the of south park called the simpsons did it where this happens oh yeah yeah and, th- and that's where the term simpsons did it yeah actually first came from is that episode of, the, of south park so yeah um she creates like a little universe inside a tub for a science project. Um, she ends up getting beamed down into the world and helplessly watches on as as Bart uses that to win first prize at the science fair. <laughs> um, this is worse than The Thing and I, but it's still better than anything else. Yeah, I would maybe, I think I'd probably prefer it. I would put it, um, personally, yeah. I'd put it maybe above Reaper Madness. I think those, that yeah. fly vs. fly and greatest story ever hold. I think still deserve their placing there, yeah. but it's better than Reaper Madness. Okay, um, Citizen Kang. 
Now this is one. So um, this is just before that because this this took place. This came out the week of like the 1996 presidential election between Bob Dole and Bill Clinton, and uh, Kang Kodos abduct them, um, the two presidential candidates, and take them over, and then um try to keep it up so they can take over earth and then when they're exposed it's just like well what are you gonna do this is how american politics works you have to vote for one of us growing up i I, this was the one i would skip watching it now it's hilarious it's like it's fantastic it's the best one (laughs) not not only is it the best one we've we've talked about so far it might um it might stay at number one (laughs) like i it's just so it's so it's so beautiful. Yeah, and the, I'm not, I'm the not line trying to be cheesy. At, at the I'm, end of it, um, when the the human race is being enslaved by Emperor Kang, and Homer says, "Don't blame me. I voted for Kodos." That's one of, uh, like, that has to be one of the most enduring lines of The Simpsons. And like, I, I say it's beautiful because despite it being like one segment in a silly cartoon, it goes back to what we we're saying before about like The Simpsons is some of the best written fiction ever made. Um. Don't blame me. I voted for Kodos. Is uh, funny, but it's also um, so fucking rich with tragedy. Yeah, <laughs> it is so. Ri- it's such a rich line. It's so beautiful. The idea of the episode is a stroke of genius um, that will be talked about for thousands of years. Yeah, what? Well, because like, the- we didn't even mention it when we got to um, like the, the the most recent trials of horror. Um, but it, it opens with um, Homer trying to to vote, and mm. uh, they don't say who the candidates are, um, mm. but it's very clearly Trump v. Biden. Um, mm. And then it like lists all the things that happened in Trump's first term. And it's like, this is how you do political satire, not like that. Like, it, it, it's, and, and I guess it's like we are living in different times, but it, it feels desperate now. Like it's like oh yeah. oh my god what are you doing? Whereas Citizen <laughs> Kang is like, uh, isn't politics silly? Whereas like now it's like this is the most important thing. You can't not take this seriously. Um, yeah. But also I love I love the episode title Citizen yeah. Kang. But it's also title. it's also great that it like it doesn't like you you don't walk out of it thinking either candidate got shit on more as well mm. um, because it's it's not about Republicans versus Democrats. It's about u.s politics and um i will say as well that like having watched all of these in the last like all 31 episodes in the last week um the line that has stuck with me is when bob dole and bill clinton get abducted and they get put into these tubes and bob dole says what is this some sort of tube (laughs) 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 yeah i don't know if we've if there's a better treehouse of horror segment than citizen king interesting i've got i've got I, I I think there there potentially is, but um, all right. So that, and that's not something I realized till we talked about. I actually don't have a number one in mind. Okay. Um, so um, okay. So next up, we've got um, Treehouse of Horror six from season seven. So uh, the first one is Attack of the Fifty Foot Eyesores. Um, so this is advertising mascots, like the, the big um, kind of mascots they have in Springfield, uh, all start coming to life. They realize that they can stop them by just not paying attention to them. God, that's so much cleverer than anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't, that, that being said, I'm not particularly spellbound by this episode. I, I put it next to Genesis Tub. Right. Okay. Sweet. <laughs> um nightmare on evergreen terrace a parody of nightmare on elm street obviously and uh yeah with uh groundskeeper willie as um 
what's his face you know old sharp hands <laughs> freddy krueger <laughs> um, this is this is a classic yeah this is so this is between citizen king and thing and i i think so yeah um and homer cubed so this is um homer gets sucked into uh the third dimension um where he encounters cubes the size of gorillas um <laughs> and this was this was revolutionary at the time it's the the, the the 3d um animation in it well it's the first one of of treehouse of horror category five which is something that plays with what you actually expect from the format of the simpsons because it that you know n- like i'm sure next year they'll find another way to do like a fun animated yeah version whereas this was the original one yeah um, i mean this is this is i think this is probably the most popular treehouse of horror segment with with kids because it's just so practically funny and interesting yeah. um what what is general consensus on this episode i i love it yeah okay well you're not <laughs> general consensus um i i think generally it's pretty well received yeah i really like this one I really it like has some one. really good jokes in it yeah um would you put above Nightmare and Evergreen Terrace? Yeah, I would. Sweet. Trails of Horror 5 from Season 6. Uh, the Shining. There's a parody of The Shining. Now, um, so it's Bart has The Shining, um, or The Shining, because they don't want to get sued. Um, they have to go look after Burns's Overlook Hotel. Um, it's, um, uh, yeah, and they cut the cable and take away the beer supply and it makes Homer go crazy and, and the Jack Nicholson role um this is i think the best parody the simpsons yeah. has done um, i was just about to say that i think it's the best category two or whatever i said yes yeah. so the best one that's like like i know homer homer third is like a parody of tron but it's like well, it's not really a parody of that, tron. yeah it's not really this they is mentioned the, tron this, in it. Yeah. this is the best one that's like a direct almost scene for scene uh, well it's like it's like beat for beat yeah 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 um i don't do you prefer it to homer third homer cubed um i think um I, like i would say there's an argument this is the best one of all time ah uh, citizen kang's just too uh, what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna citizen put citizen kang got better with age because because there's, a, the there's a couple that i think are going to be fighting for that top spot so i'm going to put them there and they and then okay. once we're done we'll fight for the top spot okay um time and punishment this is homer um gets his hand caught in the toaster and um when fixing it accidentally makes it into a time machine um and travels back in time to the dinosaur age and through the butterfly effect um keeps coming back to different realities um Mm. i love this one i I fucking love this one yeah Um, i'm gonna put this one above homer cubed okay so this is now the top other than the ones that are going to fight for the top at the end yeah um and nightmare cafeteria this is the one that always scared me as a kid it's um oh, the, it might be the, it might be the scare like all the one all the scariest ones are about cannibals yeah which I, which I think speaks to something about like what's truly scary or the human psyche mm. is that that the simpsons halloween episodes were always scary because you're watching characters you've grown to love get killed and be yeah, yeah. evil and stuff and this is this one and mm, homer um do the same thing where it's like creepy to see these people be cannibals Mm. there's something there's something very primarily scary about cannibalism um so i think this is this is i don't know how much i like it yeah this is um i would say treehouse of horror 5 is probably the strongest treehouse of horror in terms of just like all three segments are fantastic but nightmare and cafeteria is the weakest of them 
Okay, so where, where are we going to put it? Uh, I think b- below the thing and I above Fly v. Fly. Okay. Yeah, and also the, the other distinct thing about Trails of Horror 5 is that uh, Groundskeeper Willie gets an axe in the back in all three segments. Yeah. Um, all right, we're getting down to the, the final few. Um, so there's true season five, Trails of Horror 4. Uh, the Devil and Homer Simpson. Uh, the Devil, who is Ned Flanders, um... Uh, Homer sells his soul for a donut to um, the devil Ned Flanders um, and then once the he has finished the donut uh, he has to spend the day in hell uh, which leads to a very funny scene where he's fed all the donuts in the world um, and is quite happy to just eat them all um, and then it ends in a court case um, with I think um, Phil Hartman's only appearance in a dress of horror right uh, this was the episode I was never allowed to watch. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Growing up. Well, because the, the Simpsons Halloween ones get aired in, in blocks, the reruns mm. get aired in blocks. And like this one starts with Bart walking through a, an art gallery and each of the paintings represents mm. one of the stories. And when he gets to the first one, he's like, this is about the scariest thing of all. And it's a, a painting of the devil. There was like, right, let's change the channel. And we'd always, we'd keep we'd keep switching back to see if the segment was over, and we'd see like Ned Flanders at the devil, and there's the devil would be like, "What the fuck? Why is Ned Flanders <laughs> the devil?" That's um, great. I mean, That's when, such a good story. When I said um, there are better Ned Flanders centered Halloween episodes, this is one of Ned yeah. Flanders' best spotlight episodes in the whole series, Halloween or no. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I I like it. I I think. Yeah, no, I don't have anything else to say. I there's like there's some absolutely classic lines that you forget are like all in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, this is the um, relax, Mrs. Simpson. I watched Matlock in a bar last night. The sound wasn't on, but I think I got the gist of it. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good Phil Hartman impression, dude. I wonder. Oh, if, I wonder if that'll sound as good recorded as it did in real life. <laughs> if, if, if that wasn't a perfect Phil Hartman impression, it was lost in the recording. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would probably put this one... I'm going to put, I, I think, below Time of Punishment, but better than Homer Cubed. Okay. I like the title, The Devil and Homer Simpson. Mm. Gothic. Yeah, is that, a, is that a reference to... Oh, The Devil and Daniel Webster. The Devil and something or someone is, is like quite a common... Yeah. Um... Uh, yeah, it's something called The Devil and Danny Webster. So then we've got uh, Night- Nightmare at Five and a Half Feet, which is a parody of Nightmare at 20,000 Feet, uh, which is a Twilight Zone episode. Uh, and this one, Bart uh, is on the bus to school and he sees a gremlin destroying the side of the bus and no one will believe him when he complains about it. This one scares me. It makes me uncomfortable. Because, be- point- because it ends up that he like still gets taken away to the madhouse. Yeah. It that makes me uncomfortable in a way that makes me not want to rank it particularly high, though it's not a bad piece of television. Yeah. This is, I, I also think, is this the creation of Uta, I think? Is it really? I think so. I think this is the first appearance of Uta. No, Uta's in the Telltale Heart parody. Whatever that one's called. The Telltale... Head. Book? What's it called? The Telltale Head. Telltale, no, yeah, yeah, the Telltale Head. No, 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 not the Telltale Head. The the one where Lisa makes a diagram of a, a um. Yeah, oh, Lisa's rival. Yeah, yeah. Lisa's rival. Um, that's is that Uta's introduction? Uh, that's his canon introduction. His non-canon introduction is um in this. Oh wow. He was <laughs> here's the chronology of Uta appearing. He was in um he was created for a joke in 
uh, Nightmare at five and a half, Tear at five and a half feet. Um, and then he was in Lisa's Rival at the next season. Mm. And then he, oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, next season. And then like two episodes later, he was in Nightmare Cafeteria. Right. Oh, well, there you go. Um, that's very surprising. Yeah. Uh, so where does this one go? I think it goes under Nightmare Cafeteria. I I prefer it to Nightmare Cafeteria, but maybe not the thing and I. Okay, so it goes in between those two. Um, Bart Simpson's Dracula. So this is a parody of Bram Stoker's Dracula, directed by Francis Ford Coppola. Um, and <laughs> Mr. Burns is um is Dracula, and then also turns into like a parody of the Lost Boys and Salem's Lot. Um, and that like everyone's a vampire, and then turns out Marge is the head vampire. Um, there's they, a lot of really good to, jokes in this one. They all go to bite Lisa, and then it, they all, they all oh, yeah. says, Happy Halloween, and Milhouse is playing piano. And it yeah, because <laughs> they, like they from, do the from, um, like the Peanuts like yeah, Christmas yeah. special thing. <laughs> a um, very early, maybe, signpost for It's the Great Pumpkin Milhouse. Milhouse, yeah. Um, uh, I think that's such a funny ending to the episode, man. That's yeah. the funniest, like, have a good night, everybody, they do in, yeah. in the Treehouse of Horror. Well, Actually, because um, gives you nightmare cafeteria has one as well when it, he wakes up and there's a fog that turns you inside out and they mm. do um that that I, I couldn't watch that as a kid <laughs> um this has like some really really good lines um <laughs> another one of the lines that has stuck with me after watching these is when um burns goes to bite <laughs> Bart and he goes well 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 if is it if it isn't little boy <laughs> 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 nice <laughs> All right, where are we putting it? Oh, above the thing and I below Nightmare and Evergreen Terrace. Okay. Uh, okay. First three treehouses of horror. Here we go. Uh, dial Z or Z for zombies. Um, this is Bart accidentally uh, raises the dead and then uh, puts them back. This is like, if it wasn't for Citizen Kang, I would have said this is the best somewhat original concept for an episode yeah yeah well because it, it, you're like they're lucky with this one that it's like yeah, it's just parodying zombies it's not really a specific thing this, this was like i saw this after i'd just gotten into zombies for the first yeah. time and i remember being amazed that like zombie lore had been around since what 1992 <laughs> um so i really like this one i would place it probably in our top top three i'd place it above time and punishment personally all right um, I'm going backwards on this episode, sorry, but um, King Homer, this is a parody of King Kong. Um, another fantastic line that has stuck with me is when they go, yeah, we're going to Ape Island to, yeah, to capture a giant ape. I wish we were going to Candy Apple Island. What do they have there? Apes. But they're not so big. <laughs> <laughs> I also, the, the, the joke that, um, that all the kids in my playground loved in this was when the, uh, Mr. Burns tries to throw the gas, but it goes off right next to him and it cuts away. And when oh it cuts to back, he's gone crazy. And he's, he goes, I was walking through the gas one day. And it's so silly. It's <laughs> yeah. such a silly joke, but it's exactly the kind of joke that you find hilarious when you're yeah. 11 years old. Um, Yeah. Th- th- this, this is done, done really well. Um, mm where are we putting it uh i don't know if it's in our we've sort of got a um a top three of brewing i think and i don't know if i'd put it in there to be honest right i'd probably put this below ever nightmare on evergreen terrace personally i'd say our top three so far are the shinning citizen can and dial z for zombies interesting 
Um, I mean, that is literally our top three. Dial's <laughs> 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 for zombies has they cut this part out, but the, the, that has um, you killed zombie Flanders. He was a zombie. Yeah. yeah. And is this the end for zombie Shakespeare? Uh, <laughs> is this the end for zombie Shakespeare? <laughs> 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 that's and that's one of my favorite types of Simpsons joke where it's like it's not clever it doesn't mean anything it's just a funny thing to say yeah. it just, just sounds funny uh, and lastly for Trails of Horror 3 although it's actually first in the episode is Cloud Without Pity so this is um, uh, Homer buys a cursed doll um, a crusty doll that tries to kill him um, and then so, it ends, out, ends up that it was just set to evil. So the the guy who sells him the doll, that's probably one of the most enduring some mm. Treehouse of Horror characters yeah. conversations. The the Frogit is also cursed. Or the yeah. the Frogit contains what is it, the potassium benzoate. <laughs> that's bad. Oh <laughs> 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 no, says, can I go now? And it's oh, it's so good. It's so good that that little exchange might be like what knocks this the segment up a lot. I think. Yeah, I also love. Um, <laughs> um he comes home with the doll and grandpa's like that doll's evil i tell you evil I'm like you said that about all the presents <laughs> um i would place this below dial z for zombies personally all right uh okay now treasure Horror 2 did a weird thing where it just um uh, the 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 wraparound is that like they're all having bad dreams from eating too much candy. So the segments are just called Lisa's nightmare, Bart's nightmare, and Homer's nightmare. So Lisa's nightmare is about uh, Homer getting a monkey's paw in Morocco, um, yeah. and um, which grants him uh, four wishes. And um, one of possibly one of my like top two or three Simpsons lines of all time. Um, is when Homer comes back with the monkey's paw and Marge says, where did you get that horrible thing? And he goes, from the little place right over and the place is missing. And he goes, oh no, wait, it was over there. <laughs> I, I, oh God, that gets me every time. Um, nice. Yeah, so uh, Lisa wishes for world peace. And so every, every um, wish has some way of backfiring. Um, and yeah the um kang and koda end up invading until they're able to chase them away with a board with a nail in it (laughs) just so good cool okay uh where do you want to put this one um this is my favorite of these three from trials of horror 2 yeah same i actually don't like the next two that much strangely enough i i would i would put this above dial z for zombies cool Bart's nightmare this is where bart has special powers um like psychokinetic powers and he um turns his um his father homer simpson into a <laughs> to a jack-in-the-box and then realizes that he has to um like if they spend more time together uh you know they, they, mm. it's their attention that bart's been craving he should be getting from his dad cool um personally i would put that probably below nightmare cafeteria i yeah. don't think it's a particularly great episode and i would say the same thing about um homer's nightmare do you want to do you explain homer's nightmare homer's nightmare is homer gets his brain put in a robot um by mr burns it has a, a line i really like in it which is when they do something that they don't think is going to work but it does work mr burns goes huh i guess you owe me a coke 
or something yeah. like or, or are you you a coke which he says in a later episode uh, and- in um the shinning when they leave and like are you, do you think maybe cutting the cable and cutting off the beer supply is what made the other caretakers caretakers go mad and kill their families he goes um tell you what if we come back and everyone's dead i are you a coke and it's like somewhere in the simpsons writers room in the early 90s someone was like oi it's it'd be real funny if mr burns owes smithers a coke yeah like it's such a it's such an out of character thing for those two characters um but i actually think this is maybe my least favorite of the like golden years the homer yeah it's it's not great um uh should we put this i would even place this below like um I would place it maybe below the it's the Grand Pumpkin Mill House. Wow, so pretty far down. But it's season two. What do you expect? It's just man? yeah, it's not bad. It's just kind of unremarkable. Whereas like each of the other ones have something cool going for them at least. Yeah. All right, now we're up to Treehouse of Horror one season two. Um, the three segments are Bad Dream House. This is a parody of like um, Poltergeist, Amityville Horror those kind of the haunted house movies um the simpsons move into a new house um and then realize it was built on ancient indian burial ground and it's and it's haunted and then they say we're going to have to learn to live together and the house kills itself rather than living with the simpsons uh this one it's a good concept it's it's held back by that season one season two animation Mm. that that's kind of hard to watch i didn't think this was particularly notable it has some really good jokes in it yeah but as far as concepts go i don't think it 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 deserves entry into our hollowed halls i would put it above bart's nightmare below nightmare cafeteria okay (laughs) i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70% of linkedin users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on linkedin you'll miss out on great candidates like sandra start hiring professionals like a professional post your free job on linkedin.com/people today Because it still is quite good. Um, all right, now, Hungry Are the Damned. This is uh, the family are abducted by Kang and Kodos. This is, this is the creation of Kang and Kodos. And they had such a great reception that they ended up appearing in every um, Trials of Horror since. Uh, and they they admitted that often they'll forget to put them in. They just go, oh, just cut to like them. <laughs> um, so this is, uh, yeah, they're going to be eaten. Or they they appear to be going to be eaten, um, but then they actually just wanted to like provide for them and mm. give them a life of paradise, but they were too suspicious. Um, and yeah, what do you think of this one? Uh, it's no, it's not the best King and Kodos one, um, but it is. It's such an important episode of The Simpsons. Yeah, thinking about it now. Um, also, like the, the gag of like finding a book that says how to cook humans blowing off some dust and it says how to cook four humans blowing off more it says how to cook for 40 human uh, how to cook 40 humans blowing off more it says how to cook for 40 humans that's a fantastic joke yeah um i don't know where do you want to put this one number one i don't think <laughs> it's that good um uh let's put it below the thing and i above tear at five and a half feet okay um all right and lastly here we go we made it 
we've spoken about all 93 segments in in two hours um okay the raven now this is based on the raven by edgar Allan poe uh it's it's just an adaptation of the raven uh with the simpsons characters um with uh homer as the main character marge as lenore bart as the raven and it's narrated by james Earl jones who also has cameos in bedroom house and hungry other damned uh there is an argument that this is the best one i think i think so and it's just, it's a bit sad because it's not by really the creators of the simpsons talent it's because it's the ravens are fucking haunting short story yeah but oh my Edgar god Allan like Poe. dan castellanetta's this is his best acting in the entire show almost <laughs> i think so weird i agree it, it's, it's so you get good. the same feeling watching him recite the raven or lines from the raven as you do when like you go to see your friend's theater production and you're like damn they're all right aren't they? <laughs> like that's what it feels because there's like a part where he's like what it's like take thy beak from out thy heart and take thy form from off thy door and it's like holy shit where is this it's like so good and it's, it's and it's like it's an it's an early like homer doesn't sound like that as well anymore like his yelling mm. sounds different now um and oh my god it's so it's so fucking good and i think that the shinning citizen king and the raven should be fighting for the top spot Yep, so chuck it in there, and we'll look at what we've got so far. Okay, so we've got um, in front of us, I know the listeners can't see it, in front of us we've got a top 20. Yeah. Um, where we're probably not going to change what's in there, but we might change the general order. Um, at number 20, we've got The Greatest Story Ever Hold, and if that isn't a testament for both how good that episode is and how good early Simpsons was compared to mm. later Simpsons, I don't know what is, because that is a... Yeah. I'm really glad that made it into the top yeah, 20, same. but it is the only one from, what, post-1998 to, to make it in there. Um, yeah. like Actually, 96, I think, is our latest one. Um, 97. Nothing from season 10. That's the only double-digited season. <laughs> <laughs> that made it in there you go yeah yeah that's a great way to put it so season 24's the greatest story ever hold is at number 20 um at number 19 we've got fly versus fly so that's uh bart uses a teleporter and tries to become a fly superhero but ends up turning into a fly monster it's, really, <laughs> it's just a really it's like if supernatural stuff was in mainline simpsons episodes this would be something bart would do yeah yeah know? yeah um bart's nightmare which is what one's that uh, that's uh bart has telekinetic powers and bonds with homer and right. wakes up screaming that's funny um so that's at 18 <laughs> oh at that's 17, funny stuff <laughs> that's funny stuff at 17 we've got bad dream house which is the first ever treehouse of horror segment in the haunted house um number 16 we've got nightmare cafeteria um from treehouse of horror part five um, that's the cannibal teachers eating all the all the kids. Tear at five and a half feet um, at number 15. So that's the gremlin on the bus, the parody of the Twilight Zone episode, the gremlin on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> um, at number 14, we've got Hungry Are the Damned. And that what one's that? That's, that's the first appearance of Kang and Kodos. Okay, right. That's Yep, so that's the first Kang and Kodos one. At number 13, we've got The Thing and I, which is Bart's twin, long-lost twin, um hugo um at number 12 we've got which is also other than the greatest story of a hold that is the latest one on the top 20 i think uh fly v fly oh, fl okay so there you go um uh number 11 we've got oh sorry at number 12 we've got bart simpson's dracula so that's the mr burns is a vampire one uh number 11 we've got king homer 
um, the King Kong parody. So coming in now to our top 10, we've got Nightmare on Evergreen Terrace, the Nightmare on Elm Street parody. At number nine, we've got Homer Cubed, which is the 3D one where Homer goes to the third dimension. At number eight, we've got The Devil and Homer Simpson, where Homer sells his soul for a donut. At number seven, we've got Time and Punishment, which is Homer goes back in time and does the butterfly effect. Um, <laughs> at number six, we've got Clown Without Pity, which is the crusty doll, the cursed crusty doll. At number five, we've got Dial Z for Zombies, which is uh, the original zombie one where Bart reanimates the dead. Um, at number four, are we happy keeping this at number four? Uh, yeah, I think keep it at number four and then we can debate the top okay, three. Okay, so at number four is Lisa's Nightmare. What one's that? Which is That's- the monkey's paw. The monkey's poor. So our top three at the in moment, no particular order, in no at the particular moment. order at the moment are the Raven, Citizen Kang, and the Shining. I've got a preference. I think I know how I would rank these top three. How would you rank the top three? At number three, I would go the Shining. I think it loses points for being um, just an easy write. Like it's it's just a it's a re- it's really good, but it is just a parody of the shining right. i think whereas whereas the other two is either original or like an adaptation which they've never done since yeah um so i would put the shining at number three at number two i would put the raven because it's really good but it's really good based on someone else's work yeah. Whereas Citizen Kang is this profound political satire <laughs> that might outlive The Simpsons itself and has remained pertinent election after election. And on top of that, it's so fucking funny yeah. um, and important. And as I said before, I think it's a, it's a beautiful piece of piece of television. Mm. Um, so that that would be my ranking. Would you agree or disagree? Um, I think, okay, I actually think the three two one we currently have the raven at three citizen king at two the shinning at one is probably like the shinning is number one i think is like a is 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 one of those things of like if you describe what a treehouse of horror is you're describing this you know mm. it's like oh they parody scary movies and whereas like citizen king is is so and the and the raven are both like really specific um but they both like work so well but i think like the shining is just like it's a it's a perfect parody of the shining um it's like it's it's jam-packed full of jokes and i think it's like what the treehouse of horror like the the overarching like if you look at the entirety of it as a whole like the idea of the treehouse of horror this does it the best i don't know man i think that it's I think the specificity of Citizen Kang and the Raven are what make them their own thing. I think I think if the best and I'll I'll say I've said this before, I think if the best thing you can muster is a parody, um I don't know if that's that this is why I would say like if you look at like the MCU, I actually, despite how much of a champion I am for meta comedy, I think doing things sincerely is always better than doing things. Mm. Um satirically or not satirically in the case of the simpsons or like to me having an original episode like citizen kang be the best one speaks more to the talent of the show than them doing a really good parody of a scary movie yeah 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 yeah. do we have to have a definitive ranking do do you are you maybe letting uh election season get the better of you 
<laughs> I, I'm, to be honest, I'm actually, if, so. See, because if we'd done this when Dr. Sleep came out, <laughs> you would have been fucking all over the shinning. I th- we'd, we'd both agree that if this was not a, um for if this was your list and my list, they'd probably look different to what our agreed upon list is, right? Yeah. So in my, in my personal list, I don't rank the shinning, especially, it's in my top. 10 top five yeah right but but it's not it's not a standout to me which is why i'm trying to like be like this one we both love is right. surely okay okay yeah i, I can listen to the argument but yeah. um i i think for, for me the shinning is not only is it like and would it be in my top few but i think it's like general consensus um and like doing what you want a trio's horror to do i think that's why it deserves to be up there but having said what you just said i can concede citizen king into second place because it's like hmm. it's a it's a this is our both um fuck it let's put the shinning in third place because <laughs> we both love the raven and Sweet. feel like it's underrated is the raven underrated i don't know i mean people people don't go on about it all the fucking time so yes yeah hey man i think this is a great list i think these are 20 of the best seven minute television segments of all time um and yeah that's that's our list if well we can maybe um if you go to the show notes i'll put spoilers so people don't see it ahead of time and i'll put our top 20 there um if people want to say i can actually put our top 38 maybe i won't it feels pointless doing it that way um because we actually ranked our top 38 out of 93 um we can put you can look at what it is in the show notes if you want to see it written down um yeah cool okay so um that's the episode yeah thanks for sticking with us even though it's not halloween anymore maybe you listen to this next year um (laughs) in which case it would be this year and um comment and let us know what you think of the current president yeah who Whoever won that is. <laughs> um, all right okay everybody thank you very much for listening if you liked this episode and if you like our show you can actually um follow us on all the different places where you follow like content creators we're on itunes we're on youtube we're on facebook we're on instagram uh, we're on twitter come follow us on twitter subscribe to our youtube channel and watch the director project um and get involved in it make your own video essay for that if you want um and uh tweet it at me as well and you can get it on the list um tweet it at us tweet at us and uh yeah so so you can also donate to us on patreon patreon.com slash and you can also join our discord where i'm sure we will be discussing this episode which is actually a late episode we haven't mentioned mm. that yet yeah um, i'm, I'm at, keen to have discussions nausea. about what, what yeah, people's yeah. favorite segments are absolutely um my biggest my biggest message to to listeners is go and watch um treehouse of horror part 23 because it's a real solid treehouse of horror in the 20s. <laughs> That's where Greatest Story of a Hold is from. Um, and yeah, cool. And stay tuned for the post credit scene after this music stops playing. Goodbye. Bye. All right, welcome to the post credit scene at the end of this episode. Um, this is a segment that's at the end of each episode where for uh, $5 or more, if you donate $5 or more on our Patreon, you get to ask us a question that we can talk about 
in this post credit scene. Um, so get on there, patreon.com slash Popshire. Today's question, Richard, come to us from Vincent Lara. He says, hey guys, Vincent here. What is a random cool thing you've done that no one was around to see? Mine was clearing a 7-10 split in Wii Sports Bowling. I hit the edge of the 7 with the bowling ball and it slid perfectly across to the right and knock down the 10 pin i was home alone at the time and you know one would ever believe me to this day i still think it's one of the best plays i've ever done in a video game that's great man um i've got a couple I've, I've got a i've got a real one and i've got a video game one so my video game one um uh because i was having on ps4 it was in crash bandicoot one um the the lights out levels um, where it goes, you've got yeah. Aku Aku following you around, and if you take a hit, he disappears, but you're still alive. But everything's pitch black, and I managed to get from like half a check, like halfway between two checkpoints, to the next checkpoint, just like well by fucking dumb luck. Um, mm. but because you can just like save the last fifteen minutes of gameplay on PS4, I saved it, and then I sent you a video of it, so you did see it, although you weren't around at the time to see it. My right. real life answer is in high school um i was like someone um i can't remember how, how how it got but like i had like a little it was a little rugby ball um and we were in like the gymnasium and somehow i had the ball and like didn't want it and someone else wanted it and i was like nah fuck you and i like kicked it away from them and they turned around and were like oh richard's being a dick and it went like across the whole fucking court and went in the basketball hoop and no one saw it and it was the kind of thing i was like no like seriously this just happened you turned around and no one believed me i don't believe you (laughs) that's the worst thing i could have said (laughs) like the story you've told for this question um okay so you know how my answer for this you know how you're not supposed to brag about donating to charities or like like if you give money to a homeless person you shouldn't film it and put it on youtube right yeah sure then then it's about you whereas (laughs) you should give out of the kindness of your own heart um so earlier this year and we actually donated our patreon money to the um it was one of the the big charities for the black lives matter Mm. protests which was um to uh, like a a a bail bail fund to to get like wrongly imprisoned people out of prison faster um and i i donated to that out of my own personal money maybe a week before we donated the patreon money because i i I really cared about the cause um and i paid uh i think i paid maybe three hundred dollars to it um and then after i clicked pay i looked and saw that it was in usd and i had paid over five hundred dollars which i was not prepared to spend to to this charity and i was like well i'm telling people about this <laughs> like at the very least it's so I can, funny man i can i can be selfish you didn't even tell me this. about that because <laughs> i just because I mean, again you're not you know you're, it's supposed to be like a don't fucking brag about giving money to charity right. which i agree with but it's like this is a funnier situation than it is one that makes me look like a good person mm. like i accidentally look like a really good person mm. because of it um and so that's my answer <laughs> that's great 